Hi, I'm Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. I'm also the podcast host of Invest in Her and an award-winning producer, author, and TEDx speaker. Our show, Invest in Her, features phenomenal female founders and funders. As you know, women receive less than 2% of venture capital funding. Our series is about accelerating the funding of women by connecting them to funding resources. Let's meet today's guest. My guest today is Vicki Saunders. She's the founder of SheEO, which now has a new name, and we're going to talk about that. She's also the author of Think Like a SheEO. And in 2015, she had an amazing vision to try to raise $1 billion to give away uh, zero interest loans to female founders so they could grow their business. And we're going to talk about what's happened since she launched that in this past decade. Please welcome to the show, Vicki Saunders. Hi, Vicki. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Catherine? I'm great. And uh, so happy we uh, got a chance to finally meet in person at the Wealthy Women's Summit uh, in Long Beach not too long ago that uh, Carrie Murray's Bra Network puts on. It was phenomenal, was it not? It was so good. It was great. You're, yeah. by the way, like the quintessential super connector. Like I'm a super connector, but you're like off the charts super connector. Oh my gosh, thank you. Because uh, I, I feel that way about you. Um, I am just so excited to have you on the show. I've wanted for the longest time for us to meet in person. And so that was the perfect uh, platform for us to get to meet in person. And um, so happy we did. And so happy to have you on the show today. I think that um, what you've done is, I mean, you've created a phrase uh, called radical generosity. And I love that because that's exactly what your entity is all about. We're going to talk about the name change. But um, back in 2015, when you launched CEO, which now has a new name, we're going to talk about that, which is Coralus, and we're going to talk about why it's that. Um, but CEO was uh, originally launched uh, to provide zero interest loans to women to grow their business, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And you were, um, I understand, born in Canada. So you launched this in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it is a global entity, right? Yeah. So we're in five countries now with the model. Beautiful. And um, what made you decide uh, that this was the way to go? Because I think that the uh, formula is ingenious. I, I mean, I'm a big proponent of people actually investing in companies too, but this this made it such an affordable way for people to get in on something that was really helping other women, women helping women. What made you decide to go with this format? And let's tell people what the format was to and still is to give $1,100 a year a hundred to go to your entity to run the operation. And then the thousand that goes toward providing these interest-free loans. Um, so what made you decide um, being this super, you know, serial entrepreneur that you are uh, with a lot of success in this arena, what made you decide that that was the formula? Cause that really was disruptive. It was, yeah, still is apparently. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's a, really like a deep dive question. So I'll just keep it top level and then uh, people can ping me on LinkedIn or wherever if they want to ask more questions. But so, okay, about 2% of capital uh, globally 
goes to 51% of the global population, which is like impossible to happen statistically without massive biases existing in our structures and our systems. And what you're referring to is men and women, right? Men and women, yeah. Like 51% of the population women get 2% of the capital globally. Period. Right. Hasn't changed at all. Seems to be getting right. worse. So like there, there are just, we have a bunch of structures and systems out there that are um, what I would call broken. Others are like, say they're working perfectly <laughs> for the, by, by who designed them for, you know, the power structures that are. Um, and so there's like that piece, which was a reality that I sort of looked at. Uh, and then the next piece under this is that 97% of people writing checks are white men. And so if like, they're just picking what they see, what they care about, what they understand from their experience. So a lot of systems are just not designed by us or for us. So there's a bunch of like those top line challenges to go with. Um, and then the other like really wild thing is for some reason in the last couple of decades, the narrative about venture capital being the only kind of capital that matters. And if you don't have it, you don't matter what you're doing uh, is really problematic because we've it's led to this whole thing about like, if it doesn't scale, it's not worthwhile, uh, which is like, I'd love someone to tell me where scale has actually worked for humanity. I think it's a big problem question. And, it, you know, and, it, and it's so it. ridiculous because the majority of businesses in our country or in the world are small businesses, small to medium sized businesses. And you know what, if they scale from, you know, 50,000 to 500,000. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Creates jobs, et cetera. Yeah. So there, that's exactly where I was going to go next. So you're like right ahead of me. Part of the thing is like 98% of the economy in Canada is small and medium sized business, 90% in the U S most countries are 90% plus, but we have this narrative that like you need capital to do things. Not true. You can bootstrap. It's the original way business was. So I looked at like, what are the majority of businesses need? And actually what they need are, you know, low cost capital on their own terms. And debt is like a really simple way. And so, uh, you know, what lower cost could you get to than 0%? Uh, so we came up with this model. And the reason we chose to 0% is because uh, I was like, well, what about 2% or 3%? And people were like, why not four? Why not six? And I just got so tired, honestly, of the whole conversation in the design phase. And I'm like, it's zero. And people went, what? Zero is not an interest rate. <laughs> Um, and so we ended up picking 0%, which I'm really glad that we did because it helped us structurally as we started to expand. But anyway, the idea is a small amount of money by those who haven't really been investing. Very few women are actually writing checks and investing. So this was a chance to like dip your toe in and try something with like no risk because your capital is gifted into this community. And so you're not getting it back anyway, so you can't fail. No <laughs> failures here, right? Uh, and then we get to see the next part of this is it's like we do this big shift around decentralized decision making because all the decisions in the world are made by like these small little expert committees who decide what the economy should look like and then they fund that. And from what I see in the world way back then and now it's even more true, the inequality, the kinds of things that we fund are all extractive business models. They're harming us as they scale, they create more inequality. And I was fascinated by this experiment of what kind of economy would women and non-binary folk create if they put their money together and then we had a collective decision-making process. So everybody, as you know, as an activator votes, we each get a vote. And so we get to go in and say, these are the kinds of companies I'm excited about. This is where our capital should go. 
And all the ventures that we're funding are working on what we call the world's to-do list, the most important um, global priorities we have. So our capital is going to things that we need solutions for. We decide on it together and we trust the collective intelligence. That money is loaned out at 0% interest, paid back over time, five years, and then it's loaned out again. So we have built as far as we can tell, the world's first regenerative capital economy, where the money just keeps going forward. So you're, you put your check in once and it's going to be here for the next generation coming along. No, I, I love this business model. It's just genius, like I said. And uh, if people didn't really capture what she was saying is you could put in your $1,100. I know my wife, Deborah and I joined. Uh, it, it's, um, is it tax deductible? It is tax deductible in the U.S., yeah. Tax deductible. And um, then it goes to help these women collectively with all the other people that have given. These women get the interest-free loan, and then they pay it back over five years. And what is the percentage that pay it back? Yeah, it's like 95% globally. 95%. That's amazing. So they're paying it back. And so every year, all the people that join, it just keeps growing. You've grown it to how much now? To five countries, about $12 million, a thousand bucks at a time. Yeah. $12 million. That's amazing. And I'm sure, you know, as that keeps uh, generating new people every year, hopefully people that are listening Mm -hmm. today will be joining uh, with their tax deductible $1,100 donation to become part of this amazing entity. Um, knowing that they're helping other women to grow their business and that the money keeps, you know, you put in your 1100 and then it's there the next year and the next year because they keep paying it back. It's amazing. And I am sure you'll get to that 1 billion. I mean, it's just a matter of time. Uh, and, and so what a great goal. What a great vision. What a great idea. Um, I do think, um, you know, I'm always encouraging women to invest in other women, and they are looking for ways to do that. And let's face it, not everybody is an accredited investor that can put in 25 or 100 or 250,000. So what a great way to start. And like you said, it's not an investment that you're going to get a return, but you, you know, there's a different ways of getting a return. It's not always monetary, right? Sometimes you get that soulful return of knowing that you've helped somebody else. And I think that's the beauty of what you're doing with CEO, which is now called Coralis. Let's talk about that name change and how people can find you now online. And, uh, you know, what was the uh, reason to change the name? Yeah. So we, um, when we started, it was this idea of really fundamentally just getting capital, like financial capital into the hands of women entrepreneurs. Over time, as we uh, grew and evolved with what was going on in the world, we um, started to really want to get capital to those who are really pushed the margins. So as women and non-binary folk. Uh, And as we've all been really schooled around pronouns, uh, she-eo was not sufficient. Uh, It wasn't inclusive enough for where we were going. That's one thing. The other really big thing that has happened with us is that we have moved from this idea of like, there's an individual that we're supporting and we have an individual focus to this whole collective of a community. And we've learned over time that in fact, you know, when we all go online and like hundreds of us vote for a venture that we have fallen in love with, like Brandy DeCarly's farm from a box where she's taken shipping containers and is a complete off-grid farm 
you plunk this down in a two to three acre plot and she, you can grow uh, all the vegetables and food that you need. And she's doing this in countries around the world. It's so cool. We love what Brandy's doing. And so people have used their influence to introduce her to new customers. We've supported her with emotional support along the way. Just voting for her, like elevated her feeling about what she was doing. Like, wow, hundreds of women think this matters. And we've been amplifying that. So it's not just about the money, but it's about all of our resources together. And like you are a super uh, connector in the world. When you hear about this, you storytell it to lots and lots of people. And just that amplification helps her business to grow. So we've learned that, in fact, the community is really the power here, the trust of the community together and sharing our resources and our gifts together. So we needed something that was spoke more to a collective. And Coral is this tiny little thing is less than 1% uh, of the matter on the planet, but it creates the conditions for life for 25% of the planet. So small little thing that has like a huge impact. It can turn tides, it's regenerative. And we've noticed huge spillover benefits from our model that go well beyond capital. Like you say $12 million, but like the impact of that is so much more than what $12 million would do. So that's a bit behind it and, and our real understanding that the money's one thing, but it's really not the most important thing about it. And I'm sure that $12 million has uh, definitely resulted in billions of dollars of growth for these women's businesses collectively. Um, but I love what you're saying. What you're saying is uh, that it isn't the money alone that helps these women. It's being part of this community where you can help the women that you are actually helping to fund and that everybody's helping each other. And that's the beauty of it. it. You know, nobody's an island. We're not growing these businesses on our own. And, you know, women are 80% of the people that are purchasing products. So why not immerse yourself in a community of women that are helping women? It could only help your business, right? People can apply uh, where? So you can apply at Coralus.world, C-O-R-A-L-U-S, Coral plus us, Coralus.world. Uh, it's only 10 questions, super simple. You um, just go online to apply. We do this once a year in each country. Uh, you need to be based in the country uh, where we're operational. So Canada, US, UK, New Zealand, Australia. Um, and no pitch decks, no attachments, no jargon. Super simple. Why are you the person to solve this problem? Why is now the right time? How do you make money? What do you need? Uh, and what we've learned over time is because we have so many women who are, and non-binary folk who go online to vote, um, we leave feedback and comments on your application. So just applying is like marketing your business to hundreds of women. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So anybody out there listening should apply. I mean, if nothing else uh, for the marketing aspect and possibly for getting the funding to help grow your business. So many women out there just need that little leg up of funding to, to grow it. I talk to them every day and uh, so great to have this other resource. So they go to the website, they just apply, they answer the 10 questions. They mm -hmm. don't even need a pitch deck. That's amazing. And I take it as an investor, I'd be thinking, um, I imagine that you, once you select them, you do vet them. Mm -hmm. And um, what, how did you get your first 500 people? I'm so interested to hear that story. It was so hard. <laughs> I bet it was hard. I, um, it's I, yeah. Like I've, I've started lots of businesses. I've taken a company public. This is definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, and it's partly because we're living in a time where we think that the way that we do things is the only way to do things. 
right? We're living in this world where it's like, wait a minute, I don't get my money back? What? What? You're not taking equity in these companies? 0% interest? How come you're not making money off them, right? Like all of these mindsets that we have around money and I need to get a financial return for it to be a real thing. There was just so much explaining uh, in the early days. And then, you know, I still remember one of my uh, funny conversations where I said, yeah, everybody gets a vote. And they're like, but like, I saw there's an 11 year old who's an activator. Like we have mothers, daughters, and grandmothers. Yep. So the 11 year old has the same power as like the CFO of a huge bank. Yep. So just all of that, like it hurts your head if you live too much in the, the world that we're living in. <laughs> and this now, is when you say experience. you get a vote, explain yeah. that to me. So as a member, like you all pick who is going to get the funding and everybody oh, yeah. votes on it. So you contribute your $92 a month, which is what it is to be an activator. And when once a year, when we go to decide on which ventures are getting funded, you look through the applications and you're like, I love this. I don't love this. I think this has great potential and I would buy it and recommend it to my friends or not. Super simple. And we get all these different perspectives um, from like a collective intelligence. And there's a lot of data to show that the collective decision-making of a group is way more powerful uh, and more right, quote unquote, long-term uh, than picking, you know, five experts deciding. Nobody you know, knows how I, to pick winners. Right, right. And I want to really capitalize on what you're saying right now to make sure people grasp it. So what you're saying is, and, and I mentioned this in a TED talk I do called uh, Fund Women Save the World, is that the reason women get less funding is because most of the money is coming from men. They're the decision makers. Yeah. And what you're doing is disrupting that and making the decision makers predominantly women and non-binary people. Uh, so that the well, that who is getting the funding is different than if it was an all white male decision-making team, which is usually the case, especially right. in venture capital. And mm -hmm. I talk about that in this talk because it's the, the dynamics never going to change until there's more women at the decision-making table in all aspects, in what you're doing, in venture capital, in angel investing. That's why more women and non-binary people need to be, um, part of the decision-making process at the VCs. More women and non-binary people need to be angel investors and more, and, and it, it's proven in this uh, platform that you've created, that the outcome of who is chosen and what types of businesses are chosen when those people are the decision-makers is, is, has a tremendous impact on the world. And I know we agree that you know, women have are 51% of the population, like you mentioned, that means 51% of all the innovations and solutions to the world's problems rest in the hands of that majority of people. And yet, if they don't get funded, we will never see those innovations that will impact the planet in a positive way. It's crucial that we keep pounding that drum, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that this whole thing is like who decides is who very decides? problematic in our, in our situations. Right. And so you don't get more inclusive ideas. Like just imagine what we're all missing when 51% yeah. of the population's ideas for how the world could be organized, ideas for how to solve problems are left 
off the table. There's just not even a chance. Uh, And so I think that's one thing. The other, I mean, we now are no longer an experiment. You're like, imagine what would happen if, you know, hundreds of people decided what the economy looked like every day. I mean, we do because we spend our money keeping these companies that are harming us alive. But if you changed where your money went, uh, our economy of the 120 plus businesses that we've funded are very different than what you see getting funded around us. And so we have our whole venture portfolio on our website. And um, this idea of uh, only experts can decide what the world should look like is very fraught. Because Right, we're the consumers. We should be able to decide, right? And that's that's what I felt was the under-leveraged resource sitting yeah. out there. That if, if women decide, okay, I would buy that. That's amazing. You know, like we hear all these examples of things that don't get created because we weren't sitting at the table to decide on it. Um, you know, you can even just look at Spanx, how hard that was to get off the ground because nobody understood that she was pitching to. Um, And and that's another reason that uh, women need to, uh, and and non-binary people need to join Cora Luss, formerly CEO, uh, because they can be part of this exciting world, like you're saying, of hearing about these innovations that they otherwise would not even be aware of. Yeah, 100%. And I, I, for me, it's just... It's so exciting to see some of these ideas. Like we have a person who has invented um, edible plastic straws made out of seaweed, lollyware. We have another person who has designed um, VR headsets um, called Kai XR, K-I-A-X-R. Um, for and it's you know like there's a big difference between the haves and have-nots in the world right now, and so she's found a way to like get a virtual reality education into the hands of those who don't have a lot of resources at their schools uh, and a whole new model for it. And then the kinds of things that are actually the content in virtual reality. Um, so she's got like a lot of really inclusive leaders that have been left out of history. Um, and that's what the content is focused on. So we have a lot of stuff around inclusion, sustainability, rethinking health, rethinking education. We are co-creating a different kind of future together. One that actually heals us instead of harms us. I love that. You know, your background is as a serial entrepreneur. And like you just slightly mentioned that, you know, you've even taken uh, companies public on the Toronto Exchange. Um, And I want to mention, you know, you've been recognized uh, uh, for many uh, different awards, but a couple I wanted to mention is the USB Global Visionary Award in 2020. Um, And then back in 2001, the Global Leader for Tomorrow by the World Economic Forum, that this that's big, and and, and so it's interesting that you won that back in two thousand one, uh, not even having launched a CEO now Coralis uh, at the time, but I could obviously they could see you were a visionary. Um, what you're doing is uh, definitely disruptive generosity, and I love that you coined it that. Um, so. Um, I was going to ask you, and you started to tell me some of the uh, ones that you um, ha- that have benefited from this program. Um, mm-hmm. What are the types of uh, companies that you really would like to apply? Is it certain categories, or is it really A to Z? Yeah, we're A to Z. I mean, what does the future look like, Catherine? It's yeah. like who knows, right? And I think this is why it's really helpful to have. Like a lot of our decision-making about what gets funded is based on what worked in the past, right? 
Airbnb for cats. Like you got to figure, you have to have like the one liner. Everything's just like so uh, crazy these days where we want something super simple and one line and explains it all. But like a lot of the challenges we're facing are very complicated Mm -hmm. and they're interconnected and entangled and it's harder to explain them in a sentence. And this is one of the things that we have done, I think an amazing job as, as a community is like sifting through what people, people are like trying to change systems in our community. Like they're looking at, for example, we have a company called Skipper Auto that um, helped us to understand that what happens with fishing, there are two major fish processing companies in the world. Fish are caught on the West Coast. They are shipped to China to be processed and then shipped back and sold. What? Because we have an economic model that calls all of that other stuff externality. All it cares about is the price it's sold for, the price it's caught for. And so we we have a lot of um, these situations out there that are sort of harmful. And when we have people apply, they explain the craziness of our system to us. And we're like, that makes no sense. And so what she did is a community supported agriculture kind of approach to this, which is you buy a share of fish in advance. And then she deploys that out to the fishermen so they only fish what the market wants and they then they ship it directly to you. So cool. And then you know what the fish is. I didn't know this when we started this, but 67% of fish is mislabeled because it goes through this crazy process. So you don't even know, you know what you're eating sometimes. And so we're learning from our ventures the challenges that exist in the systems, their cool solutions to deal with it, and then their unique business models. So we're looking for all these new future ways uh, of healing and like getting a better economic model in place. And it's just, it's a really fun thing to do. It's meaningful and it's actually creating a better world for all of us. And many times it takes women, brilliant women that have these solutions. And that's why it's so important that we fund them. I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing and the community that you've built and that you continue to do. Um, And anybody would be so... um, fortunate to be a part of this group. I know we are, and we continue to cheer you on with this great work that you're doing. Um, When somebody applies, I meant to ask you, what is the typical amount of the loan that they get? It's roughly a $100,000 loan. But one of the things that we found over time is this is why we ask, what's your biggest challenge? Because sometimes the money is not what you need at all. In fact, we have people sometimes now saying, oh, it's okay, I don't need the money because they get two big introductions from someone who's really well connected and they get their customers and off they go. So we've noticed that there are many other forms of capital that are uh, even more important, but roughly 100K. Absolutely. I know when I've done pitch fests in the past, people have said to me, yeah, the money was great, but really it was like you said, the women believing in me and uh, the mentorship and the connections, those are invaluable. So um, You know, uh, if you're listening and you want to start getting involved in investing, this is a wonderful way to dip your toe in. It's not a huge expense to donate. It is tax deductible. You're helping other women. You're immersing yourself in another amazing community and uh, learning about all the upcoming innovations in the world. I mean, really, what could be better than all of that, right? Amazing. Great summary. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Vicki, I... Thank you so much for being on and sharing all about this, your vision and how people can participate and why they would want to and, um, you know, how your uh, entity could help their business. So uh, thanks for sharing this and keep on keeping on. Thanks so much. And thanks for having me.
Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out Vicki Saunders on LinkedIn. Of course, you can follow me as well, Catherine Gray. And we are on Instagram, invest in her. Um, and she angel investors on the other social media. We will see you and uh, be sure, sure to share this podcast with your friends. Take care. Make it a great week. Thanks, Vicki. Remember, if you're looking to launch a business or grow your business, check out our e-course, Six Ways to Fund Your Business, available at sheangelinvestors.com.